if it is important to women, it's important to Wilds Worldwide. Hello, I'm Alyssa Wilds of Wilds Worldwide, and I thank you in advance for your support of my podcast. Like Wilds Worldwide on Facebook. Follow me on Instagram at Alyssa's Random Thoughts and Twitter at Wilds Worldwide. We are on all major podcast platforms and broadcast on Facebook Live on Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Like, share, follow, and subscribe to Wilds Worldwide. And remember, if you still have a pulse, it's because you have a purpose. Find your purpose, walk in your purpose, live out your purpose every single day. See you or talk to you real soon. Bye-bye. Hey, hello, everybody. Good evening, good evening, good evening. I know this is outside of what we normally do, but I have a real live pop-up show tonight. Pop-up show. I missed you guys. I know you guys weren't expecting it. I did a real live pop-up. I didn't announce it. I didn't do anything. I just got my girls on deck and I decided and we decided that we were going to do a pop-up. So here we are on a Thursday evening at 7.03. I meant to hit at 7 p.m., but 7.03 p.m. And here we are with a pop-up. Hey, Jerry Wilson, I appreciate you jumping on in here. Like, share, text, tag, do all of the things we normally do on a Saturday morning, but we're going to do it on a Thursday night. We are here for a pop-up show. I need for you guys to come on in. I decided to do this because you know that um, I've been working a whole lot. And here I am. I'm on another stretch where I'm required to work on some Saturdays. And I just, I'm not going to hit the mark, but I miss you guys. It has been a very long time since we pulse checked together. It has been a very long time. I constantly do the becoming. I always hit my mark with the becomings on Sunday nights at 8 p.m., but I am desperately missing you guys on a Saturday morning. And because I'm going to miss the mark again on another Saturday morning, I decided to pop up for you guys on a, on a Thursday night at seven. So I need for you guys again to like, share, text, tag to all of your people to get on this um, podcast. We are speaking about the five love languages. This has been something that's been permeating in my heart. I watched a clip with Shawnee O'Neill's new husband. I can't, I think his name is Pastor Keon, where he was talking about the five love languages and how, if you don't know the people's love languages that are nearest and dearest to your heart, how do you know how to properly love them? And ever since he said that, it has just been permeating in my heart and in my mind about how I've missed the mark because I didn't know people's love language. I was loving them from the place where I love. I was loving them from my love language, giving them what it is I needed. But what I needed was not necessarily what they needed, wanted, or desired. So I hit, I missed the mark several times, losing friends, losing loves. Um, But we want to talk about the five love languages. I need for you guys to get on. I've already put the first comment up there is already fivelovelanguages.com. I need for you guys to just log in real quick, not not deleting yourself from this podcast because I need for you guys to be here. And even if you're not here on the front end, you know, I always love and uh, appreciate your support. So even if you're coming in on the back and hashtag replay, um, let that be your first comment. If you're watching after this live broadcast, like, share, text, tag, it all of your people up and on, let them know that we are back talking about the five love languages. We need to have this conversation. And the reason why I logged on after seven o'clock because I've been in queue for a while is because Nafon, Rebecca Tia, Nafon, what's up, Nafon? Um, the reason why I missed the mark was because we got behind the scenes and it started to get so 
freaking good with what they were talking about. I don't have my my diva den. It is my other girls. I called up my people and they are so deep into this thing. Everybody went and got dug up their five love language books. I think it was a, probably about 2013 that this book was extremely popular and um, who I was seeing at the time, we needed to read this book so that we can kind of get ourselves together because we felt like we were missing the mark. And here we are back all of this time later talking about the five love languages. And guess what it is that we reveal as we've matured, our love language has changed. How well are you uh, saying that to the people that you love? How well are you getting out that message? And are you asking your love language, um, your loved ones, their love language so that you can know how to properly love them? Without further ado, I'm going to bring out my girls. I have with me Tamika Wilcox Champagne, baby, and Cat Page. Hey, girls. Hello. Hello. I want to thank you for being so available to do this pop-up show with me. I love, 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 love you guys to life. I truly do appreciate you. Because everybody who knows me and loves me knows that I am random as hell. <laughs> so I will just think of things in the middle of the night and I will just decide to push them on out there. And then there's that. So just yesterday I was like, yo, I got to work again on Saturday. I'm not going to be available. I need to do a show because I have not pulse checked with my people in a minute. I said, I need to get on and I need to do a podcast. Meek is here. I need to do a podcast. Church Roy is here as well. So I need for somebody to come on and pop on in here with me. And they said yes. And I'm so extremely grateful for that. So hello, ladies. And welcome back to this side of my podcast platform. Thank you, guys. Hello. 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 You guys are absolutely stunning on a Thursday night. Thank you for putting it on and putting it together after you've worked 99 hours today. I do appreciate you. I do. As I shared with you, I literally a couple of hours had braids in my hair. So I had to hurry up and snatch them out. And this is what we got. This is what we I got. Love it's okay, girl. It's hell hot outside. It is hell yes, hot. It is. I thought my little ponytail was going <laughs> to melt off because it was so hot. I was like, this little puppy is hot. This is way too much. It's just way too much going on outside. But I do love and appreciate you guys. Thank you guys for being so available to me all of the time. I truly do appreciate you. So let's get right on into it. Everybody that is logged on, fivelovelanguages.com is where you can log on, take the test and learn exactly what your love language is. We just recently took the test again for this show. So yeah. who wants to go first and tell me um, what your love language is? Mine. Go ahead. Mine has changed. Um, over the years, I, I see that it transitions. I didn't realize it. Um, and we'll talk about why why I think that happened. But mine is physical touch. I am touchy-feely. I've always been touchy-feely, but it was never 30% physical touch before. And I think it's now because it is a lack. Mm. So I think it's, it's more of a need. So I, I think that's why it's my language right now. But that's just my opinion. Okay, mine's is uh, gifts, receiving gifts, and it's not the. I've I've taken it several times, and it's the same. It's the same receiving gifts, and then it's acts of service, and it's not the big stuff. It's the little stuff, the, the gummy bears or Snickers, 
or a check-in text or, you know, I was in the store and I seen this and I thought about you, that kind of stuff, that kind of stuff really, I get overjoyed. The little things that people do when they, when if they think about me, because I do the same for others, just little check-ins and, you know, I'll, if I know you need something, I'll cook a big old pan of mac and cheese or peach cobbler. And, oh, you know. for real? Yes, yes, no. ma'am. Yes, ma <laughs> <laughs> you said mac and cheese, you know? I love you. It's that it's, it's receiving gifts and then it's their acts of service. That was mine. So mine came process. out to be quality time, right? And as I was telling you guys behind the scenes, and I'll say it to everybody, it surprised me. And I was really like, maybe I need to take this test over because I know for sure that's not um that's not my love language. But then I will say this that behind the scenes. Um, Kat, Tamika, and I were all talking, and Kat was talking about how her love language has changed. And I was just like, okay, so it does change. It really does. You know, me being ignorant, I don't know anything. I my my love language has always been acts of service. Right. That's just who I am. So when I read back up on quality time, it said there's nothing says I love you like full undivided attention. And while it says a whole lot more, that first line was amazing to me. And I can see that over the years, like Kat has said, it is the lack of, it is the lack, the lack of having um, someone's undivided attention that now has me longing for that. Exactly. And, and that's, I would have never thought because, and I was telling them when we first started, when we were behind the scenes, I was like, how do they come up with quality time? I don't even like people. Like, I just don't even <laughs> like people. Like, how, how did that even happen? Because how could that possibly be me? Because I don't even like people. But it has been quite some time since I've had anyone's undivided Und attention. That's the word, too, the undivided attention. Undivided yeah. attention. Yeah. I, so I, so I I was as I was reading it and I'm I'm trying to interpret um, the core thought process of love languages <clears throat> and I'm I'm looking at the fact that it's not just about it's about introspectiveness so and you understanding why you have the love language language that you have they talk about the fact that your love language may be driven by your childhood. It may be environmental, um, which means that it's going to change over time and it should evolve. As we evolve as human beings, it should evolve, right? But in understanding and being introspective enough to know your own love language, it's not just about learning how you give, it's also about how you receive it, right? And they're usually hand in hand, they're usually hand in hand, but it's not always the same exact Thing. So when you're learning your own love language and then you learn the people around you, whether it's your kids, your friends, even your coworkers, I know it's, it's not politically correct to say that you love your coworkers, but um, I believe in being the ambassador of love. I've fallen in love with love itself. You know, mm -hmm. so I, I, I say my religion is love. Um, so that means that my coworkers are going to catch these these love sparkles too. <laughs> so in learning like how they move and understanding who they are as people, it's it's also in learning how they receive and how they give love. Because everybody's not going to be as 
touchy feely as I am. They're not going to be as sugary and want hugs. I had to learn that loving the one coworker that's very um, shell shocked to physical contact means that I respect her boundaries enough to not try to hug her like I hug other coworkers. Mm-hmm. You know, that loving her where I respect how she talks and whether she's introspective and and give her the space and I'm not loud around her. You know what I mean? It's 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 interesting. I love love. So I'll 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 be rambling. I'll let y'all talk. <laughs> One of the things that I had to learn about understanding and accepting others' love languages, I needed to humble myself. I'm inside of a marriage, as you've been married for 16 years, and my husband's love language is physical touch. Now, first, I tried to shrug it off. And it's not, you know, that the, the sexual, just, I mean, little stuff. I mean, a little pat on it. And I'm like, okay. And I just kind of like, kind of like was stuck. Like, I don't feel like doing all of that. You know, I just didn't, you know, hey, how you doing when you come in the house? But no, he wants a phrase rub his bald head, just walk by and touch him. Like a lot of things I had to learn because I'm like, I'm good. I don't need to be hugged up on and touched up on. So I thought, like you said, it's a so I thought because of my conditioning. But um I really had to humble myself and say this is what you need. And I have to, and I'm I I'm I'm his I'm his wife and I love him. And if I want him to be the best that he could be, I need to give in to that. I need to humble myself and touch him. If it's just like a pat on a on the, on his head, walk walking by, don't say nothing. He gets so overjoyed, and you would think I would know better, but it took me a minute. Like, and I was young, I didn't I didn't know. I grew up in a single parent household, so I didn't see all of that touchy feely stuff between husband and a wife. When I got married, my husband was quite patient with me, mind you. But I know I needed to humble myself and give in and say, this is what he needs to have his love tank full to show him physical touch. And it's like, I don't have to be jumping on him as soon as he comes into the house, but let him know, just touch him, that I feel you, I see you. So that was You hit something about childhood, not seeing it in childhood. And people no. don't realize how conditioned and trained and programmed we are in yeah. regards to our childhood and our upbringing that it if we let it if we do it unconsciously we can let it dictate how we move and how we love people mm, definitely definitely i grew up that but most of us were brought up in an environment of survival not of love yeah so we're letting the survival environment dictate how we love others like what no mm. i'm not do that you got to be I've decided to be aggressive about love and aggressive about learning it and giving it and doing it differently. Cause we, we grew up uncomfortable with PDA. Oh, yes. Oh, that's, I was just about to say, Oh no, no, no. You could not do not show any type of PDA. You, I grew up in the church too. No, uh-uh, nope. You better not even look at the, uh, nope. It was so like, it made, they made you feel like it was bad to show. Yeah, we like, felt dirty. I never seen, like I said, there were married couples around me, but they didn't touch each other. They didn't hug each other in public. This ain't bad. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm like oh, 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 okay. Well, that's not what we're supposed to do. You grew up with that type of conditioner. That PDA is something wrong with that. That's nasty. That's like, ooh, why, why are they doing that? But it's an expression of love and there's nothing wrong with it. Mm-mm. You know, Nothing we wrong. we didn't. There, 
Yeah, I will say that maybe that is it. Maybe that is it. Maybe it is the the growing up in survival. Mm-hmm. Growing up in a like survival mode. Because there was no touching in my household. Right. There was just no like the first time I can recall, and I'm hearing feedback. Let me see if it's me. I'm hearing feedback from us. I turned all my stuff off. Okay. Like all my stuff is off. I don't have anything. So, you know, I, I honestly was not used to being touched and held in all of those different things. And at the same time, my first relationship, my first real relationship, he must have come from the same space. Mm-hmm. So then I grew up as a child. You know, I got married when I was 12. <laughs> child bride, child bride. We understand. Child bride. <laughs> no, matter of fact, I got married when I was nine because I had miles when I was 10. <laughs> so, because so, that's the story I tell because me and miles are the same age. So, um, I grew up, I grew up in a household where there was no real physical touch, right? The first time I can recall my mother really hugging and embracing me, and this is no lie, y'all. I had already graduated from college. I well, elementary school, middle school, high school, and college. The first time I could really recall my mom hugging and embracing me, like and rubbing my back, was the mm-hmm. day of my divorce. I remember coming out of my divorce and that's when my mom really embraced me because she saw that I was not handling the world really well. And she right. hugged me and she loved me and she cried on my shoulder as I sobbed all over her. Wow. And that was the kind that was the household that I didn't come from. I didn't have right. that physical touch and at the same time my ex-husband I don't believe he did because there was no PDA. It was weird right. to do that. I can remember so- like getting in my first real adult relationship after my divorce, right? And and keep in mind that I was with my ex-husband from 16 to 28. We were in right. high school together and then we got married. We um, had our children and I started really dating as an adult at 28. When, I, when all of you guys were beginning to settle down with your mates, I was just right. trying to go to the club and find me a little son, right? So... <laughs> So I can remember being in my first real relationship and hugging and kissing was normal. And he mm-hmm. needed that. And I was so far away from that. Right. It was right. like, like, yo, so what do you want from me? I think about like the, the relationships that were around us, right? When we were mm-hmm. growing up. Okay. And when I talk about relationships that start from survival, it was more of a hey, we fell into this thing. Let's pull our resources together and move in together. It wasn't mm. like a process of, I want to build the foundation of love and learn how to love you correctly and give you space to learn how to love me correctly. It was, are you, okay, oh shit, you pregnant. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm cussing. You pregnant, I can cuss, I'm cussing. Oh, you pregnant. Well, we <laughs> you pregnant. See, right. You pregnant. Let, we need to move in together. Now we need to do this. And that's what relationships kind of operate. It was always a start of a situationship, right? Mm-hmm. Get, get to observe. So you were talking about your mom. And, and I remember when I, this was, this was kind of, I was six. So 
so I'll, I'll explain it that way. I was six, my, my great aunt raised me the majority of the time when I was really small. And she was, I was the center of the universe, this Aunt Dulu. Center of the universe to her, was everything. So very affectionate, very loving to me because I was her baby. And my mom, I was six and I was at my mom's house and we were watching something on TV. And I said, I love you. And it was my first time remembering saying I love you to her. And her response was good. Changed everything in my little heart, broke my little heart. I didn't say I just got up and went upstairs and was playing with my dolls. And at that point in time, I said to myself that she didn't love me, right? I was a baby, I was six. How am I supposed to interpret somebody saying good and respond? Now I'm 48 and I still remember the feeling that I felt at that point in time. At first, I kind of let it bother me. But once I had my kids, I realized it made me the parent that says, I love you. I don't care. I don't care if you in trouble at school about to get suspended. You will know that I love you. I don't hang up the phone. They, I say, I love you. I hug my kids. It empowered me to be a person that shows love un, unwavering. So it was. it's interesting that I think that that was a great part of why I am the type of person that I am, where I tell all my friends, I make it weird. I don't care. You don't feel uncomfortable. I'm, you're going to know I love you. You at least going to remember it. You don't have to say it back all the time, but I'm going to say it. I'm going to text it to you. I text people I love you all the time. They probably be thinking, come on, cat. I don't have time for all this mushy stuff. <laughs> I have a question. Listen to the cat. You know, there are people who, because of their childhood trauma, they become adults and then they do the total opposite. So what about those who follow in the same path of their childhood trauma? Never grow. And they might not even be aware that they are reliving their childhood trauma in their relationships of all kinds, their parenting, spousal, friendship. And they don't know that they are repeating this cycle, opposed to those who recognize that this was something traumatic and I'm going to be the opposite. So what do you do when you find yourself either married to these type of people or friends with people who are in this law, if you will? I, my opinion, I think you lovingly talk to them about it every chance you get. It's like, I, I see my words as seeds. So it's kind of, I know I'm kind of extra, but when I speak to people and I'm trying to um, reach their heart, I see my words as actual seeds that's gonna take plant into the soil of their heart, right? I know I'm extra, I'm so, so. But it's kind of like, you you ever see somebody that grows up in the house of, of alcoholics? And then you get one or two paths. You get the one kid that becomes an alcoholic because of the environment. The other one that never touches alcohol a day in their life. Yeah. yeah. I think it's the same thing with our love environments growing up. You know, you'll get someone that'll gravitate to that way or that thought process, or you'll get a person that, you know, just totally won't do it at all. And I, I think that, I don't think that we're always as humans, we're always as introspective as we should be. 
And so if we can help the people that we love that are around us be a little more introspective. Um, I, I watch how I say things to people when I want a corrective thing. So if I see a, a problem in their behavior, like you said, Tamika, mm -hmm. if I see a problem in their behavior and I see them repeating the pattern that they grew up in, I might have a conversation with them in regards to it, but in a more roundabout way, because I don't want anyone to be offended by the correction that I'm bringing. Because if I offend you, you're going to get defensive and you're not going to listen. True. Right? True. That's what we talked so about earlier about effective communication. I believe one of someone posted that their, their uh, love language is gift given, but if they don't receive the gift, there's a problem. Then what do you do? Do you cut that person off or do you have a real truthful conversation with this person? Depends on whose it is. Like, you know, I'll sit down like you this. Know. I will say this that I didn't come from physical touch. I didn't, mm -hmm. I wasn't in a household where we told each other, I love you. And I'm much like Kat. There is not a day, there is not a convert, a day has never gone by and we don't end any conversation without I love you. And like Kat, I could be ready to wring your neck and my kids still know that mm -hmm. I love them. Mm -hmm. And it's so mm -hmm. much so that um, because I went without that, I pour it all over my kids. Now, yep. I know that I have siblings who are who are like as withdrawn as my mother was in these situations. So just right. like that said, one will come away with doing so much of it. The other one will come away, you know, being the complete opposite. I am the mm -hmm. one who is so extremely loving to my children, you know, and I'm going to ride out with my kids in public. I will correct them privately, but out in public, we have the unified front. I'm down for my kids calls. We'll rectify things behind the scenes. But what I wanted to say on what you said, Tamika, is I did not come from a house where we were touchy feely. So physical touch was not a thing for me. I'm going to go deep and even say I could even have sex and then that just be it. Okay. And just be perfectly fine. I wasn't a spooning, loving kind of person. It was the act, and it could even be like deeply heartfelt. Right. But when it ended, it was okay that it ended. And and I'm not saying ended like like that. But when the act was over, and we yeah. you know, go our own separate ways, it was that was cool for me. You didn't need the post cuddle. I didn't need <laughs> post cuddle. I didn't need all. Of, I don't want no conversation about it. Let's just get up and have some nut butter and jelly sandwiches and i was perfectly fine with that right all right it was okay. not until i met the man who meant so much to me that i wanted to change mm. when he realized when he told me what his love language was and what he needed i stopped saying but this is who i am and decided to love him the way he needed to be loved okay hitting it, hitting it right there love is not selfish no love can't Selfish. Mm -mm. You can't earn the love language of the people around you, or you can't dismiss or disregard the love yeah. language around you if you say that you love these people, right? Amen. So, I, mean, I was I was saying to y'all that you know I I had a relationship that um, the person would starve me of whatever I asked, right? You can't tell me that you love me and do that. You can't. It's like, like Sheena's saying, it's reciprocal. 
Love is reciprocal. Now you can be in relationships where you don't require the reciprocity, right? And that's fine. But that doesn't mean that that person needs to be your number one. Like you, if you can't hear what I'm saying from my heart, even without words, you should be able to read what I'm saying from my heart and love me the way that I need to be loved. Now, if the key is communication, I have to articulate to you, like I, I was saying, I was writing my notes. You communicate clearly your needs and your requirements and you communicate clearly with the person that you're with how you're able or if you're incapable of doing something that they need so that they can teach you. It has to be unselfish. And it has to be it. It has to be patient. Yes. Right. You, and you, you have, have to admit when you're at fault, when you're not meeting the mark, when the that's, person comes to you and say, I am not getting this met. You have to say, you know what? I apologize. And mm -hmm. then do something. Not like you were saying earlier, well, this is me. Or, well, yeah. I didn't mean it like that. That's not what they said. Acknowledge them. Acknowledge that you are wrong and that you didn't meet the mark. But since yeah. because you love them, because you say you love them, you're going to get there. You're going to yeah. meet the mark. And you're going to give them what they need because I love you and I mean it. And I have committed myself to you. And we're going to ride this thing together. If I mess up again, you help me back up until mm -hmm. we get it right. Until I love so you the way you need to be loved. Not the way I think you should or I think how I, I want to love you. The way you need to be. And the way you've shared with me. And let me tell you this. When you begin to love somebody the way that they need to be loved, not the way that you want to be loved, that you want to love them. That's what I mean to say. Not the way... That love runs so deep and pure. I'm telling you, when, when I hit the mark, when I realized that he needed to be touched, mm -hmm. that because like you said, Tamika, it was the constant touching like, yo, like, why do you just keep rubbing on me like that? Like, what is this? Like, stop. Like, that's not my thing. But he right. did that because he needed to be touched. So, right. you know, I'm not running into him. So he's running into me, right? And I will tell you this, y'all. And it's so innocent and it's so pure. But when the cuff, the, the hand being held from a cuff turns into the intertwined fingers. Yep. It was something so different for me that I had just never experienced. And when I put my fingers through his fingers and then he was, it was just like, yo, like she finally got it. Like the light bulb went on and you're riding, you're driving and you're holding hands or yeah. when, when, you know, you leave and you receive the kiss, even if you're upset with one another, you leave and you receive the kiss when he comes back home, still mad and you get the kiss again. It is a completely, totally different thing. And that is when. I, I met the person who required more of me and because mm -hmm. I loved him enough to learn his love language and actually mm -hmm. give him what he needed. It was just an amazing thing, y'all. I, I just can't you even get what you now, need. He, he's a fool in my life now and we're not together, but I'm telling you, there were so many things to be learned from that. Yeah. But get yeah, you, you too. You really do. Like you said, when you home, when we start to touch and like for real, just you know, doing it. Man, I got my gummy bears, y'all. I got started getting my gummy bears. I'm gonna stick a bite. I came up with that saying, um, and I, I put it, I post it every once in a while. It's love is the ultimate energy, right? Mm. 
So you're loving this man. You're finally tapping into the way that he needs to be loved. And you can see that spark. You feel that energy. It's almost empowering. Now you've loved him. And now he feels like 10 feet tall. He feels like a million bucks. I remember when I was when I was dating my ex-husband, not to talk about him. I don't like to talk about him. We would drive, we would drive and we would be holding hands in the car. And I'm the most touchy feely person ever. Right. And I used to, if we were holding hands and he said something or I felt something, I would, I would kiss his hand. I would lift his hand and kiss it. And it freaks him out the first couple of times I did it. Stop. Why are you doing it? You're not supposed to kiss my hand. You know, that's not, I said, but I'm, actually, you know, I'm giving you this love energy, you know, I kind of felt rejected. And I explained to him, it was kind of the way that I was, you know, given and he accepted it after a while. And and then he started, he turned it into the kiss the ring of the king type of thing. It was extra. Oh, easy. But it was pure in its inception. But <laughs> it, was pure. it was pure. And it's still pure. Because if I get in another relationship, I'm going to do it. And they just going to have to take it. But it it's, it's kind of like, you know, the way that you give love, it creates the energy and the way that they receive it creates the energy. It's like a, it's, it's what I was be delivered bi-directional was the word that I wrote down. Mm-hmm. Love, love, it should be bi-directional. It should be giving and receiving, giving and receiving, learning what they need and, and telling them, communicating clearly what you need as far as your love is concerned. And Tamika, you were talking about, um, apologizing and being humble enough, humble enough to learn and to change and to do better and to apologize. And it made me think of uh, the quote, an apology without behavior changes manipulation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And you're yes. learning these love language and you're apologizing for not doing what they need, but you're not trying to learn better ways to adapt to how right. they need than either leave them alone or right. That's you it. know, get to the corporate or leave, get it. to the corporate. Yeah. Or leave them alone. And I want to highlight two things. Tamika Meek. I can't say Tamika because I got another Tamika on the screen. So Meek said, Meek pointed out that I have a way of showing love and a different way of receiving love. Like, do yeah. you guys recognize that? Because she pointed that out. Because, and you know what? I will say this. Remember me saying in the beginning that it's saying that my love language is quality time. Like, how could that possibly be? Because I've always thought that it was acts of service. But we right. pointed out that I show love through acts of service, but I feel love through quality time. I would agree because when you first had the, the friends, the friends, yeah. friends, friends giving, mm-hmm. time I've ever been. It was so lovely. It was so welcoming. I mean, I would have, I would not have known that you were an introvert or you didn't like to be around people. It was such a very happy, very loving, very warm. Um, yeah. So in a controlled I would, environment. I see you quality time. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And if you want to talk to me and get to know me, like, it was just wonderful. wonderful. So do you it. recognize that you have two different, that you receive love one way and you show love a different or are you just one set love language? Like this is this is what you do. Like you show it, and this is what you need back. I'm 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 trying to. Like, I'm thinking. I think I might be both give and receive physical. I I took the 
thirty percent, but it's it's changed. It's transitioned over time. So mm-hmm. a lot. I transitioned. would say like, like I wasn't the um, touchy feely because for me I recognized because I was conditioned not to be. From early on in my childhood, I was always told that I was fast or fresh or that yeah. I was a freak, if you will. I mean, I was like, and I'm young. I'm pre, I'm before I'm 10 years old. And so therefore, I kind of like, I don't know where that came from, why people would think everybody else around me, they was doing a whole lot of other stuff. But I don't know why they focused on me. So I took that very personal. That something I must have something on my forehead that says I'm I'm a bad person, I'm a bad girl. So I'm gonna be very you know girl in my eyes. You've always been a good girl in my eyes. And so I'm gonna be very yeah. reserved. I'm very I mean reserved everywhere, tight, I, I I everywhere. And like you know, and that showed up in my relationship very tight. Most of the things that the men would say about me was I was cold, very cold. I'm like me. But I don't. I don't think I'm. I'm. You know. You know. I smile. And but I was just very afraid to really open up because I was conditioned. But now I believe that I love to touch feelings. You know, I love to be hugged. I love to kiss and all that good stuff. But you know, I have to work through the conditioning of being. You're a good girl. You're or you like. You're a freak. So don't be acting like this. Or you. You know. So it was just a lot of you know. And people would would not think. I don't know what they thought, but most of the men would say that I, it was something about me. So I felt like they the only reason why they was attracted to me because they was trying to get to whatever they thought they seen. So I was like, uh, so that made the coldness in the relationship. So I like, nope, wow. I'm not going to open up. But as Cass said, I think my love language is evolving. How I I need to be touched. I need to be held. I need I need to feel your love. I need you to mm. let me know physically that you care about me. So I think that's it. You were talking about the the programming that we. I, I think I think dogmatic religiosity made a lot of us uncomfortable with mm-hmm. shows of affection that weren't um, even in families. I can't say that weren't family driven because it was it was there too. Um, yeah, yeah. But I, I think it it kind of. Um, ruined a lot of our, even our sexual relationships, uh, turned them into very um, dirty, guilt-ridden relationships that I, I, I don't think it should have been that way. I, I, I do, I look back hindsight this 2020 and I definitely wish that it wasn't that way in my younger years, but right. you know, I don't, I remember talking to my son, um, who we 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 were having a roundabout discussion about um, him getting in trouble for interacting with this girl, and I asked him, um, would his dad have rathered him interact with the boy that way? And that that his the way he was feeling was natural, and I had to make him comfortable with um the natural things that were going on in his bad body and the natural attractions that he was feeling and not making him feel vilified for wanting to feel affection from a girl when he was i think he was about 13 12 or 13 mm-hmm. and talked to a more uh realistic boots on the ground way about uh masturbation and about you know taking care of your body and about being close in close quarters with girls and all the other stuff, but I didn't want him to feel like 
he was a demon because he was sexually attracted to this girl. Right, right, right. I want to point out one thing, you guys. So, Butel, did you guys read what she posted? Butel posted basically her husband was giving her what he wanted her to have. Oh. Not what she wanted or what she needed. In fact, he personally gave her flowers when she doesn't even like flowers at all. But he felt he was doing something because that's what men do when they show their interest. You know what I mean? He was doing what men do, but he wasn't doing what she needed her man to do. Mm. They've since read the book and they've gotten it right. Has that, I will say, I will ask you guys first because I've already shared and I will share with everybody else how I have gotten that so wrong before. Like how wrong I was with that. I was loving people the way that I needed to be loved or the way that I showed love, not necessarily the way that they needed for me to show love to them. So I missed the mark and I drastically missed the mark at some point. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I know multiple times where I missed the mark. I had to learn. I'm an empath, but I had to learn how to not be so forward with how I express and articulate love. Like I was, you know, talking about my coworkers and how I had to learn how to read whether someone's uncomfortable with hugging and not to just hug you anyway, because, oh, I'm a hugger. I am a hugger. I have a shirt that I was wearing that said, I'm a hugger. COVID slowed it down a lot, but you know, <laughs> I'm a hugger. So I have to learn how to not force the way that I love on people if that's not how they interpret, receive, or give. You know, it, it's in being sensitive and being thoughtful and how and mindful and how you interact with people. You can't force your style of love. It's like like she said he was giving her flowers. She doesn't even like flowers. But I have a question though. Did she communicate clearly to him? Yo, dude, I don't want those. After a while, after probably like 99 bunches of flowers, she was just like, damn it. If you bring me another bunch of these damn produce junction flowers, I really have had enough. And that really does get overwhelming. It really honestly does. Because when I sit here and I think about me and my children alone, right? Miles is, Miles, I know for sure. I'm going to ask my kids to take this, the, the test, the little quiz, all right? Um, okay. Because I really want to know what it comes out to be. Because I'm sitting here looking over it now. Like I'm reading through it while you guys were talking. And I think I know what it is for them. Right. But for my son alone, right? I know for sure that my son needs words of affirmation. He needs to be affirmed. He needs to know that he's loved. He needs to know that he's on the right course. He needs to hear that, especially from me and his father, right? Still, he needs that. But what I've done was I've done acts of service. I've helped out or I've given a gift or things like right. that. And and now I'm looking at it and can see why me and my son are so far off. But right. in return, he does not love me the way that I need to be loved. Right. And it gets so overwhelming because he's like much like Butel's husband. Miles will Miles will bring me something. Like he'll he'll be out and he'll say, "Oh, you know, I stopped and I got you these vegan tacos." 
I don't want vegan tacos. I, I eat Like, I don't want it, right? But then he'll be frustrated because I don't eat it. Mm. Or he's mm. in the refrigerator and he's just like, and Miles will be like, okay, so you can take this for work because you didn't eat it yesterday. So take this for lunch. And I still don't want the vegan tacos. I really honestly don't. And I feel bad that I wind up taking them. I wind up eating them. And I will say that it then makes me mad because you didn't do anything that I, I would want you to do. But right. he did that out of love, though. It's still out of love. So out and of I love. know for sure, like, so Miles needs to be affirmed, but he shows his love through gifts, right? Troy, right. on the other hand, is Troy needs Troy needs acts of service. She needs that. But she shows her love through quality time because she's not usually around. So she's like you. Yeah. So okay. she'll show her love through quality time. She'll show it through quality time because she'll just slow down and say, hey, mom, I'm going to make dinner for us. I'm going to stay in tonight. Yeah. And like at the though. same time, I need quality time. So that's just what Meek has pointed out. I need, that's how I receive my love now. It's quality mm -hmm. time because I'm spending so much time not around the people that I love. Right. Everywhere with and everybody and even when they're in the same space, it's not undivided. Everybody's phones are up and in their hands, you know? So for her to slow down is the ultimate for me. For her to slow down for me and say, hey, last night was amazing. Last night was amazing. We went to the Layla Hathaway show. And just to have her presence, you know, she dressed up and she and it was just her and I. The phones were away. You know, she's taking pictures. Every time we walk past a little mural in Philly, she's like, stop, mom, let's take pictures because she has her big camera. That meant the world to me. And I never even realized it because I was I was refuting the fact that quality time could possibly be my love language. It couldn't possibly be because that's just not it. It's acts of service. But that's the way how Meek pointed out. I show my love that way, but I receive it. I need quality time. Now, right. I will say this, and I pointed this out behind the scenes to um, Kat and Kamika. I miss the mark. There's a friend that I'm no longer close to anymore. When the friendship ended this year, there were some words that had been said that really hurt my feelings. A lot of words, there were a whole lot of words that were said that I heard about. But something in particular that was said that I now have stepped back and recognized and thought through and pondered over, and she was in fact right. She said, I give her gifts all of the time. She never even thinks to buy me a gift. And when it was told to me, the first thing I said is that I don't buy anybody any gifts. I just don't. Like, I just don't. I'm just not a gift giver. Christmas right. will come. I don't hit a day is what I'm saying. I don't need to. I'm, I don't go out shopping for Christmas. I just don't. If I'm thinking about you and I see something that looks like you, I'll buy you a gift. If like for Christmas, there's really no Christmas gift opening. Black right. Friday, I'll go shopping on Amazon.com. And it'll be delivered in 24 hours most times, and I'll give it to you. So right. on Black Friday to Saturday after, you might have a bunch of gifts in your hand, but nothing to open for Christmas. It's not a big deal to me. I don't look for gifts either. I don't need that. 
I don't want anything. I don't need anything. I just don't. I just don't look for them. And I don't know if that's conditioning from a long time ago or anything, but I just know for sure that I'm not, I'm not a gift giver. I don't look for gifts. I just don't. I just don't. Right. So when she said that, when I heard that her say that, I was just like, that's so ignorant. She first of all could have told me, but ask my kids. I don't give no gifts. I don't give nobody no gifts. Like ask my kids. But fast forward all of these months later, she needed that. Yep. Showed her love through that. Yep. And she did often give gifts. It could be something minute. I mean, something so small. Like she gave yeah. me this, this pack of um designer perfume sample. And she was like, mm -hmm. I was and she was so excited, like James said. She was so excited to give this to me. Like, I can't wait for you to open it. And I opened it up and I was like, oh, all these choices. And I'm like, girl, you know, you don't have to buy me nothing. But I'm opening it up like, oh, I smell good again today. Yeah. She was so excited to give that to me. And I really did love the gift. She right. needed something back in her hand. Because that's the way she received love, too, was through gifts. And I didn't know that. And I didn't receive that. Because I'm so stuck in me. That's not how I show love. I show you love because I'm showing up. It's acts of service. I'm down for the cause. I'm going to support you from all sides. I'm not going to be loving you up and rubbing you all down and all of that kind of stuff. But I will be there. And you will feel my love because I'm there. I'm your biggest supporter. I'm down for the cause. It's like, okay, Liz, basically. Like, okay, Liz, but where my gift? Right. I need to get, I didn't get it. I did not get it. And in the end, that was one of the things she was talking about me, talking about two people about me. And it's such a thing because I valued her. I valued her. And mm -hmm. I wish that she had the words to tell me what she needed rather than step back and say she missed the mark. And now she's telling other people that that's how she felt about my, my life. That, that that communication, like it takes maturity to be able to articulate where you're coming from, especially where your love language is and you, your maturity now and you being able to articulate where you fell or fell short, short in it is important. But it's all about you learning about her communication and what you lacked. You know what I mean? If, if do you let me ask you this question, though. Had she articulated that to you clearly, do you think you would have grasped it enough Absolutely. to make the change during that time? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because she means she meant the world to me. Yeah. I don't want to lose anybody. I'm, I'm not just the person. It's not easy to lose people that you love. Mm -hmm. And while it may seem like I'm handling things well, Another loss could really break me at this point. I don't want to lose anybody. And if it's fixable, let's fix it. But tell me, don't tell the whole entire world. Tell yeah. me what you need. Yeah. That, and that might at what point in friendships do you ask what their love language is or sit down and everybody take the test together? Like, how does that even how does that even come about? Especially with you being a love doctor, Kat, and Tamika, you being so in tune with everything. You tell me, like, when does that happen? Um, I y'all see, I'm wordy. I'm always gonna talk, and and I think a lot of my, you know, 
capability and understanding something is because I do a lot of talking. I might ask a lot of questions. Um, I ask a lot of questions when I've, because I'm loving to everybody, but not everybody gets behind the wall. Behind the wall, they hear things about my childhood. They hear things about what I struggle with. And that that's one, one thing that I, um, with friendships and relationships, especially, um, I have a, a prayer for my kids that I don't want them to be with people that they have to constantly have to interpret their hearts to, mm. right? Where you're constantly saying and communicating and reiterating what you've already said in regards to how you love and how you need to be loved. So you're constantly being misunderstood and struggling through loving. I think that that should go for your friendships too. Like Absolutely. you have to be friends, close friends with people that get us without us having to always constantly explain ourselves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think it goes hand in hand with trust because when you're in a friendship, when you're in a relationship, your feelings are going to be hurt. But if the person, if I'm me and Kat, we're in this and Liz, we're having a conversation and I'm saying something that is maybe hurtful. Mm -hmm. But you have to trust that I am not intending to do that. My yes. goal is for us to be better when this conversation is over. So I've already struggled. I mean, I've taken my time to make sure I word it correctly. I say with all the love. But if you don't trust my intent, if you don't trust that I love you, then you're going to walk mm. away from the conversation with a hurt feeling. You're not yeah. going to understand that I didn't say this because... I felt like hurting your feelings today. I felt like, oh, I'm gonna hurt Alyssa's feelings. Today, so I'm just gonna say this. But no, you truly, truly love someone. You're in a relationship, you have to trust the intent. That offense will come, and you know, but it's gonna hurt me knowing that I said this and it hurt you. But you have to believe me, you have to trust me enough to say, she didn't mean to hurt me. It, it, it's tough. It's yeah. kind of like a parent when a parent has to correct a child. Yep. They may not be mature enough, but you know you love your child. You know that you want the best for them. And after a while, they say, you know what, my mom, my dad, they love me. But they're telling me this for my own good. It really, it goes into your relationship with your friends. You may be saying tough stuff, but you have to trust that person. Like, you know what? They're they're not meaning to hurt my feelings. They want me to grow. They want me right. to grow. And that's why most yeah. of these conversations happen in private. These are intimate conversations. These are not podcast conversations. These are not right. like I'm going to get on a bullhorn. These are intimate conversations where you know the two people or the group. You may have a group of trusting, loving people. Trust mm -hmm. the intent. When true love is involved, you have to have love. You have to have trust. Trust the intent that everybody's not out to get you. That we all yeah. want to see each other be better. Well, I, I talk about in, intentions. I got the right two people for this topic. Well, didn't I, honey? <laughs> because yeah. in my mind, I have to say that while you guys are talking, you know what's playing in my head? Music Soul Child's Teach Me How to Love. Mm. Yeah, Because while I am such a loving, supportive person, I don't know that I truly know how to love. And that's just being honest. But you know what, how much power is in you acknowledging that? 
the fact that you're saying, yo, I don't, I don't have all the answers. So many people build up this wall where they feel like they have all the answers and they got it right. But if you're willing to learn and grow and hear and listen and move yeah. a different way and that that's the that's everything. I think that you'll be able to love anybody and everybody if you have the intention to say, I mean you no harm. All I want to do is love you correctly or leave you alone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's where I am as far as my interactions are concerned. I'm not going to hurt you. I'm either going to love you or leave you alone. I'm never going to hurt you by in, intentionally. I'm not going to do it. No. And that I think when you talk about like I'm you know, I talk about intention a lot. I think that your intentions, whether you want them to, are going to drive how you interact with people. And so you might want to say, okay, X, Y, Z, but if the intention of your heart is saying M and N O P, that's what's going to come out. Because what's going on in your heart is going to come out your pores. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it, like I walk around, my intention is to love on people. My intention is for people to feel understood and seen and, you know, not to walk around doing negative things, people hurting people's feelings. Mm -hmm. Yo, yeah. Teach me how to love is playing on repeat in my head, like so melodically, you know, and soft in my head because I'm telling you, I know for sure that I've missed the mark so many times when that is coming from a household where love was not freely flowing. But then, moving into even adult relationships where love wasn't freely flowing or feeling comfortable because we were both stoic. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But all of the love that I've ever had, and this is just being honest and this is my truth, any love that I've ever had, I really was using it to pour on Miles and Troy. So they mm -hmm. never felt like I felt. Um. Yes, and even with that, I can recognize how many times I've missed the mark because I wasn't loving them the way they needed to be loved. Right. I wasn't that, loving that, them the way I knew how to love at that time. And over the years, it has matured. But has I has it been what it is that they needed still? Still. You know what I mean? But that, I think that's maturity, too, in, in being able to go into neutral. Like you go into neutral. I'm not going to project on you what I feel as though you need. I'm going to try to hear and listen to like, you know, when I say love is the ultimate energy. And I don't know if I said it on here. I think that was when we were in the back room. You know, when I came up with the saying love is the ultimate energy, it has to do with how we're giving and receiving to the person that's. But they're not going to receive it if it's that if that's not what they need. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if you're, if you're with someone that needs you to kiss on them and you never kiss on them, but you give them a Rolex watch, they're still going to feel unloved. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. That $10,000 watch on their wrist that you feel as though I, but I gave you this, this watch. But I wanted you to come to my graduation. I, I just wanted you to be there. Exactly. So that I was um I was listening to this therapist talking about um kids they he was talking to suicidal kids and the parents had gotten the kids to help. So they so of course they had parents that were active that loved them enough to try to get them help. 
And he said the main, the one thing that the kids always said was they don't love me. Mm. And he was like, he realized that the five love languages was the key. And he started to implement that in his therapy, giving it to the parents where they found that the kid needed one way of love, but it was given. So I'll, I'll talk about this other book that I read. It's not the five love languages, but it was a, a book that changed my life. And it, it leans into this a little, but not. So the name of the book is called Love and Respect, right? And I talk about, I talk about this all the time. I don't know if I talked about it with you guys already, but probably did. But what it, teach is, what it teaches is women operate off of a system of love and men operate off of a system of respect, right? When men feel disrespected, they respond unloving. And when women feel unloved, they respond disrespectfully. Disrespectful, yes, Lord. So it starts this vicious cycle of this unloving response where you get in the cycle in your relationship. Right, it, it, this book is crazy. I, I read it What's when- What's the name of it again? Love and Respect, I think it's Edward Eggleston or something like that. I can't remember his name. And it is a Christian book. So I don't know if people are on here on different religions, but it's it's absolutely a Christian book. But the principles in it were bananas. And I learned at that point from reading that book, I learned how to interact with men differently, even at work. Hmm. So always I have a filtration system of respect when I'm dealing with a man, because I know that that's the system that they operate off of. Right. And it might not be where I'm not doing it like it's not hollow. I just know that that's what he needs. And I know that they feel that respect or I'll say, sir, people think that's flippant. It's not. I'm, I'm ex-military. I was in the Navy. So yeah, I'm going yeah, to say, yeah. you know, it's not. I, I might say, sir, but I'm always going to operate with men with respect. And they a lot of them feel that. And then I explain what the principle is behind it. If I get into a um, you know in-depth friendship with them, they understand that that's my thought process behind it, and they usually appreciate it. But it's it's kind of like all right, if I'm feeling loved and guarded and respected and all the other stuff, and I'm giving what I'm needing, then I try to look for better ways to love the people that are around yeah. me. You know, love yeah. is the ultimate energy. It's the ultimate energy. And that's it. That that that's amazing. I'm gonna have to go back and watch this show and take notes because you guys are just absolutely amazing. You guys really did the most with this. Y'all really did, and y'all gave me different perspectives because I'm thinking I'm I know for sure. And what what made me want to do this show, first of all, is because I miss y'all with Wilds Worldwide. I keep becoming but I keep not seeing y'all as wild worldwide and I was missing y'all. But also just thinking about the friendship that I had lost when um, I heard Pastor Keon say that everybody needs to reread, read or reread the five love languages, right? Mm -hmm. He said, because you might be trying to love someone the way that you need love, not the way they need to receive the love. And he gave that pretty much the same example. Like you're, you're passing out Rolexes, but all they right. wanted was for you to be there. Or yeah. you're passing out cars or or you want to love up on somebody. Like I'm here, I'm here, you know, that kind of thing. But they needed something totally different. Right. So we're, kind of, we're loving people the way we want to be loved, not the way they need to be loved. And that's what it is that, that prompted 
me wanting to do that show. Hearing him say that at the same time, listening to him say that probably five different times. And it was just a small clip, like a TikTok clip and recognizing mm -hmm. that I missed the mark with her, this friend that I lost. I missed the right. mark because she talked about it to other people that I didn't give her gifts. And she gave me plenty of gifts. I don't need gifts. I don't want gifts. So you were giving me something you wanted me to have that I didn't need. So she wasn't loving me the way that I needed to be That's loved. That's what either. I was about to say. That's what I was I about to say. She wasn't loving me the way that I needed to be loved either, but I still yeah. could have because it's just not what I do. So listening to you guys, I really honestly have missed the mark a lot. And what I now want to do is everybody that I'm in close relationship with, I would like for them to take this test because the people that remain, God has been pruning pruning me from, you know, pruning my branches and just shaking off a whole lot of things as I ascend into my next level, right? And life is happening and life is great. And just yesterday, I had a whole breakdown moment with the thought of losing yet another person, right? right. But the people that remain, the people that God has here, because the circle has gotten tighter and I'm in love and in awe with the people that remain in my space. I don't want to lose them. So I really do want all of my friends to take this because I don't want to miss the mark anymore. Yeah. And I'm sitting yeah. listening to you guys talk and I'm thinking about my diva then. I'm thinking about my closest sorrow. I'm thinking about them. And I'm, I'm thinking about my line sisters because my line sisters, we've been on this whole path to try to bond. Like, let's just start from the beginning and try all over again. Let's let's just get back to square one. So we're intentional and purposeful about getting together. But still, I want to make sure that I'm supporting them and loving on them the way that they need to be loved, not the way that I see fit on that day. Mm -hmm. In the same way, I'm thinking about my diva then and how, and I'm just going to be raw and transparent, we have been missing the mark with one another. There mm -hmm. has been some flippant times, even in my closest circle. But we just continue to hold tight to each other because we don't want to lose one another. Right. But still in that holding tight to one another is some alt, you yes. know, some off-putting, you know, some ill words a little bit over here out of frustration. Some people, we're just missing them off sometimes. But I do right. want to know how is it that Danine needs to be loved, mm -hmm. right? Because yeah. Danine is a little bit harder and then she'll go quiet. So Danine is, is different. Meek right. needs... Meek likes gifts. Meek loves support. Meek is Meek is going to show up. She is going to show up and look so fabulous. She does her. It hurts. For real, right? She 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 shows up, and I mean, she shows up in grand fashion. I mean, full of accessories and with a gift because it's Thursday. Like, hey girl, I'm here. <laughs> here's something for us to eat. Where Danine needs something different. And I'm not quite sure. I would need to read three things. I would like for her to take the test. Where Angie is a totally different person. Angie right. is low profile, low, quite reserved. Nifan is a whole other person. And the whole thought of missing the mark and everything mm -hmm. getting flippant. Like it can't get any, it can't go any further out. Right. Because we need want and love one another. Mm. But so let's get it right. It. That's the core of it. Learning. That's the core yeah. of it. Learning to love. Learning to love each other. Yeah. Yeah. Be in the way that they need because it it's important. But if you 
if you don't misinterpret their heart, you That's know what it. I mean? To take the, the quiz and tell you what it is. And we have to give people space to evolve in yeah. their love, love languages too. Like I know my love language was totally different 10 years ago. I'm not even the same person in any way, shape or form, except for, you know, still. <laughs> okay. You're still beautiful. So <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And Alyssa, you're not alone. Like, like I said, I you know, I missed the mark a few times and maybe a few more times. But you know, I have love as a foundation. I have I support system is loving, and I truly want to be better. So I will do I am doing the necessary work and the step and I stumble and I fall. So I don't want you to think that you know. You're buying you know, something, you're not. That, just progressing, becoming. What I think that works for me, though, is the fact that they trust that I do love them. Like you said, Tamika, yeah. they trust yeah. that I love them and they know yeah. for sure that there's no ill intent. So even when I miss the mark, I could ride out with her until she can get this right. But I want them to be able to verbalize exactly what they need by knowing what they need. Yeah. So because. Yeah. You're a Virgo. You're a Virgo. You're you're analysis driven. So you're information. Yeah, yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> you need to understand it, and then I you can need see. to understand it, Lord Jesus. Yes, Angie is definitely acts of service. Nafan is gifts. Nafan is definitely gifts. I, I think that um, I don't even know where this will fall in, but Danine needs to be heard and loved and understood like hear me i don't know where that will fall in but she definitely needs to be heard like she doesn't need a whole gift or anything she ain't gonna black out over no gift huh i think that's information, information. yeah that's I, I believe that that's who Danine is i would like for her to take the test to see if i'm right because i don't want to operate off of me thinking what i think she needs because that's where we'll constantly miss the mark. So I really want them to take the test. So I know because Angie is acts of service. Meek is definitely, uh, Meek is just all of it, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> it's just all of it. And then Nafan is definitely gifts. Nafan is gifts. What is Rhonda? Yeah, she said affirmation. The way that I grouped it, y'all put it into affirmation. And we will mm -hmm. say, I is definitely affirmation. What is Rhonda? Because she's diva then as well. And I would just like to know. So we're going to sit down and we're going to sit down and, and take this test and kind of figure some things out. Because I would like to know. And also, I want my kids to do that. And I want to tell everybody, in case you just don't know, that the, um, the five love languages are quality time, words of affirmation, acts of service, receiving gifts, and physical touch. And it's so crazy because physical touch is my last. I read them in order of mine as of my test. And it says physical touch is 3% Jesus. I do want somebody to touch me though. <laughs> and I'm physical touch 30%. I'm all my physical touch is all the way at the top. Mine is 3% Jesus. I, I, I don't know if my physical touch is this way because I'm single and I ain't being touched enough. <laughs> And that's that's my quality time. My quality time is like I don't I don't have anybody's undivided attention and, and I'm longing for that. So I see that now. 
Like y'all are so super freaking dope. This show is, has been amazing. Like it, it really was everything. Um, my my favorite pastor is on here, Pastor Leroy Ness. But I'm I'm so glad I ain't said nothing super far out the way. It was all me. It was all me, sir. This <laughs> pastor is here. I'm glad I wasn't too far out. Um, yeah. So this really is helpful, and I think that I think that all sister circles need to take this test. I think families need to take this test. I'm going to require my children to take this test because I really do believe. That Miles is affirmation is how he receives love, but how he gives love is through gifts. Um, is through gift giving. Um, I believe that Troy is uh, Troy is acts of service is what she needs, but what she gives to show her love is quality time. And they have a they have a five language for children. I don't know if you see this, but this is the one for children. They have it for um, they have it for um children. But um, I'm I'm thinking while you're talking, Liz, is is Troy giving is all of the things? She's three of the of the five. I knew she was a bunch of things. I couldn't even put it into words. <laughs> <laughs> she's everything. You know, she's everything. But I, I I'm wondering if Troy is giving the quality time love because it's what you need, or is it just the way that she expresses it? Is it because she's expressing it from your pull of needing it or is she expressing it because it's that, in her that too. I, I see that she gives that like that's what she does um i would like for her to take her test because that's even with her dad it's even with miles like she'll just okay. stop and be like i just need to spend some time with my bro like my bro yeah. needs me and I just I just want to spend some time with my bro. So that's what she does. And also she has a lot of siblings um, from her father. So she'll, mm -hmm. just, she'll ride, like she'll just take a Saturday and say, okay, I'm not hanging out with my friends. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go to Taylor's basketball game because Taylor's in college. So she's just that person. It's quality time and I'm going to stay and spend the whole day so that I can take her out after the game and just spend some time with her. Or she'll go to... Um, Bob has two other small children, um, Tatum and Jeremiah. Like she'll go to their basketball games. Everybody's sports driven. So she'll then go to their games. Like, I just want to be there. You know, I just want to, I want to do that for them because they need to see me and I need to spend some time with them. So I think that Troy, I believe that the way Troy shows love um, across the board is quality time. I believe because she'll even just go sit with my mom. Like I'm going to go take baby some groceries and I'll see you a little bit later. And that's I'm, just, I'm, down. I'm a big Troy fan. I'm a that's big Troy fan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah. what makes me the saddest is that I think that I know Troy well enough. I think that I'm connected well enough with Troy. But when I think about Miles, um, how how I've missed the mark, and I'm not going to beat myself up about it because I've done the best that I knew how to do with what I knew at the time. Mm -hmm. But this is all about development and maturation and learning and growing, but making sure that I hit the mark with him as well. Because there have been some contentious moments where it could go back and forth and back and forth. And I could see now what he was saying, but yeah. in the same, he wasn't willing to receive what I was saying. Like, I didn't I didn't want the vegan tacos. I keep going back to the vegan tacos because Miles was so... <laughs> Miles will show up with some food and be like, here, eat it. And I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't, 
I don't want to eat that today. That's the way he's showing his love. Yeah, yeah. Bring anything edible. Bring it. Bring it. Bring it. There. I want it. <laughs> you guys have been absolutely amazing. The five love languages. Let me go over them in order in my order again. So, uh, quality time. Words of affirmation, acts of service, receiving gifts, and physical touch are the five love languages. You can take your test at the five, five, the number five, five love languages.com. Um, log on there, go on to the website and um, take the test. I think that it would be good for everybody. Me too. Let's just begin again. That's introspective. It's introspective to know your love language by that. And it would, it, it surprised me. Part of it surprised me for myself. So, yeah, I think this has been amazing. I want to say that I'm not going to hold you guys any longer. This has been dope. I appreciate y'all. I don't want my ladies to leave because we're going to have the after party. So I can tell y'all just how dope privately, probably with some curse words, Pastor um, Leroy. <laughs> in advance, in advance. <laughs> I appreciate him. I really do. He's just like the dopest, the dopest ever. Um, so I do appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to my real live pop-up show. I thank my ladies for being available for this pop-up show. I appreciate you all. I love, 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 love you guys. I've been missing you in this pursuit of taking over the world, which I'm well on my way to becoming the person that's taking over the world in my sector. There's work that has to be done. There are sacrifices that need to be made. And my sacrifices are coming right around Saturdays. So I haven't been available, but I do want you to know how much I love and appreciate all that you guys have done in moving me from Alyssa, South Jersey to Wilds Worldwide. Your support, your love, your um, acknowledgments, your likes and shares, your follows and subscribes have not gone unnoticed. I love you guys and I appreciate you. And after all of this time, because the last show we did was 4th of July weekend, a long time ago. It's the end of July. 4th of July weekend was the last show that we did with um, Aaron Yelverton, where he was pouring yeah. out his father's love. That was the yeah. last time that we pulse checked. Wow. Second. So I need for you guys, 19 days ago, we pulse checked. So I need for you guys to put two fingers on your inner wrist. Put two fingers on your inner wrist. And if you feel anything, that pulse means that you still have a purpose. God has you here to do a thing. You are here because you have yet to fulfill the purpose that God has on your life. So I need for you to pulse check as often as you need to. I need for you to find your purpose, walk in your purpose, and live out your purpose every single day because somebody something is tied to you doing what it is that God keeps waking you up to do. Don't yeah. you dare die having um, never birthed your purpose. I need for you to do what you're supposed to do because somebody's next level, somebody's progress, somebody's healing, somebody, something is attached to you being who God has purposed you to do. So put two fingers on your inner wrist and pulse check as often as you need to because you have a reason for being here. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. And I look forward to seeing you guys back here on July 30th, which will be my baby love's 23rd birthday. Diva Den weekend. So we won't be on air on Saturday because this was my pop-up show. I got to work. 
I got some stuff to do, but we will be on on July 30th, Troy's birthday, but I will be with the Diva Den, and we will, in fact, have an all-full-out thing. I already got it all planned out, so we will be here, me and my girls, to entertain you, enlighten you, and love on you guys all the more. So I will see you guys on Becoming every Sunday. I can hit that mark because I ain't going to be nowhere 8 p.m. on a Sunday. So I'm always tuned in for Becoming at 8 p.m. on Sunday evenings. But the next Saturday weekend with Wild for a while will be July 30th. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening. And stay um, stay cool and hydrated. It's hot as much as a out there. It yeah. is hot. But I love yeah. you guys. Take care. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.